We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Ooh. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle yes. Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. It mm. was a very common beach destination. Ugh. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low-country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. We are supported by Intuit the technology platform that builds your financial confidence. There's some things that school doesn't really teach you, like how to handle the financial world. I mean, look, I did 16 years of school and I didn't have a single class on accruing debt or a hole that that puts you yeah, on. Yeah, they don't been, teach you that. No effort made whatsoever. If you want more financial knowledge, now is a great time to learn with Intuit for Education program. It has free, easy-to-use resources, like getting a car loan with credit Karma simulations, understanding taxes with TurboTax lessons, and even learning to run a business with QuickBooks simulations. Check out Intuit's free resources today at intuit.com slash education. Intuit, that's I-N-T-U-I-T dot com slash education. Can we do a cold open where I yell at you for a second? <laughs> I'm not going to like it. What are you going to guess that this tirade's about to be? I don't feel I've done anything to anger you specifically. Okay, well, that's where you're wrong. That what? toilet episode, although I liked it, is yeah. bullshit. <laughs> it is fucking bullshit. What? I was just in Europe for three weeks, mm. in Austria, in Italy. And let me tell you, they don't have more fucking toilets. They have less. They charge you to go in them. And they all fucking stink. Nobody maintains toilets in Europe. It's insane that your proposition was our toilets are worse. Every time I walked in one of these stinky dungeons in Italy, smelt like shit and water all over the floor. It's like, put a fucking air freshener in it. I would think, oh, fuck you, David Ferrier. And then I got in a fight with a guy in Austria who was trying to charge my kids to go into the bathroom of the parking lot we had already paid a bazillion dollars to park in. And I was like, fuck you, David Ferrier. <laughs> there was a man standing outside the toilet, a toilet attendant? Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but let me hit you with the punchline. This motherfucker had exited the handicapped bathroom, which if you're handicapped in Europe, <laughs> they get a key and they don't have to pay. Uh-huh. And it's a standalone. But we have been traveling for two hours. We get into this parking lot. It's an exorbitant amount to park there. And then we go. I got four little kids that got to pee. Mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. turnstiles, whatever you say. That's not good. And I lifted them over. I don't have one dollar euro coins in you my broke pocket the rules. a fucking you course it was either that or piss in front of the doors so this guy bumbles out of the handicap stall he's very able body and he works there he, no 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 and i'm like yes yeah what are you talking about i'm already paying for the parking lot and in my head i was like fuck off david farrier i feel blindsided by this i know that new zealand doesn't have this problem the last time i went to london it was great there were toilets london everywhere. is great I think you've got two problems we're talking about here. One, you're complaining about the cleanliness. That's yeah, one problem. Uh -huh. The other is the being you are the fact you were in a toilet 
in the first place. There was availability. There was availability. Whereas in America, I'd argue you're not complaining about the cleanliness because there are no bathrooms you could even get into. Well, Loney, there is a Starbucks every 11 feet. And Have you heard the news of Starbucks? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, don't relevant. try to. Don't no, try it's to, relevant. I'm sure it is, but you're not going to third rail this. Listen. Turnstiles at bathrooms. You gotta have a dollar. If you're gonna put a public bathroom in, make it a fucking public bathroom. Where do they get off charging? Yeah, there are some bathrooms in New Zealand that charge for use as well. The good thing about it is that goes back into the city and they can afford oh, to clean great. it, and which fixes your other problem of them being too Cleanly. smelly. Right. What do you want? Right. Well, I'll what tell do you, you what want? I want. If the situation you're hoping to solve is that someone's about to piss or shit in public, <laughs> The last thing you want to do is require that that person has the exact coinage to get in. Now, had it been a credit card entry, mm -hmm. I doubt I'd be as hot. Uh -huh. But the notion that everyone, that you're walking around with $4 euro coins for your children in a panic, get your money somewhere fucking else. I understand your frustration at that, <sighs> that with kids needing to use the bathroom, that would be horrific. That's not the time to pinch people. They're already stressed. They're going to shit their pants. I've or, got a theory about this. Okay. I think you're noticing it because you're out of your own country. And so when you're traveling in America, you're not needing to use public bathrooms out in the world. Well, no, I have you a hotel are. bathroom. You got a hotel bathroom. Whereas out in the world, you're on holiday, so you're probably out more. You're sightseeing. Yeah. There's more of those opportunities. If you were having that same experience in America of being outside all the time, sightseeing, taking the kids outside everywhere, I think it would be David, less difficult. David, every gas station in America has a free bathroom. Okay. That is get the true key. about okay. gas stations. Yeah, you got to get the key. Yeah, okay. But you've bought something there. Every okay. gas station bathroom we went to in okay, Europe, fair. which were dozens, they wanted to fucking charge you to use their bathroom. Oh, really? At a yes, gas station? Yes, every one of them. Okay, that's not good. And we drove everywhere. So we, okay. I was at dozens of gas stations with kids that had to pee. It's so offensive. Okay, I oh. take some of this feedback on board. Okay. <laughs> And I will factor it into the toilets right, too. Starbucks. Okay. The CEO has come out saying mm. that Starbucks is no longer essentially going to be America's toilet. They are reassessing free bathroom use at Starbucks. Driven by what? Driven by there being too much chaos in the bathrooms. Okay. I guess growing problems in America with houselessness, fentanyl, people in there high off their minds. Yeah, suddenly showering. They're mm. shutting the bathrooms off, which is going to change the dynamic of bowel movements in America to a huge degree, well, I would argue. I'll tell you what it's going to do mm. is it's going to take this problem that was pretty contained inside the bathroom and it's going to move it right into the action at the register when the unhoused person blows a gasket. Yeah, I think that's what we're about to see. Yeah, it's, it's going like, to get rough it's, on it's, staff. It's, 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 it's going to get so rough on staff. and pound foolish. There's going to be like these huge melees now. I'm curious Just if Starbucks profits will go up or down. Because I would argue that people do buy coffees when they use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So I think their profits are going to drop by closing the toilet. Well, they can't be closing it to customers, are they? They're just closing you it to already often have to get a code. Yes. And you get a code by ordering your coffee. Right. I'm just quickly Googling headline analysis. Starbucks can't be America's public bathroom. Starbucks has embraced an open bathroom policy. But last month, Starbucks interim CEO Howard Schultz said the company might not be able to keep its bathrooms open, blaming a growing mental health problem that poses a threat to staff and customers. Quote, we have to harden our stores and provide safety for our people. I don't know if we can keep our bathrooms open. Okay. Huge news. To me, what I'm reading between the lines is it's for customers now. Surely in a food establishment, you have to have a bathroom, right? Yes. 
Yeah, so I think it's I think it's the like law. A, if you have okay. so many people in a you've got to have a bathroom. drinking, you yeah. got to give a place to people shit. sit and work there all day, which is a big right. selling point. Big thing. Okay, so customers only we assume that I still think it's bad for America in general because there aren't enough bathrooms. What if they announced they were no longer going to be a WeWork? Because that's what they are. They're a free WeWork. They are. I love all the laptops in a Starbucks. Yeah. You see people on the free Wi-Fi working I've away seen, on that script. I like I've it. literally seen people casting movies in Starbucks where they're taking meeting after meeting with actor. I mean, I, I agree with Monica. I like it. Yeah. I think it's like a great atmosphere in there yeah. that you don't get anywhere else. Me too. Me, I, I am now. I agree with you guys. <laughs> I didn't like being told off, okay. but I all accept. Right. How do you feel from zero to ten? Ten being the best you've ever felt. Zero being the worst. I walked in here <laughs> in a great as a mood. ten, which is what I always am. I'm sitting in about a Okay, it's not bad. Okay. Hey, I loved your webworm piece about your facial recognition blindness. Oh, so I sent that newsletter out to my subscribers, and it's one of my most responded newsletters ever. I had a few people in their seventies writing to me saying, "I didn't know I had this. I just thought I've been rude my entire life." Yeah. But like, do you not know my face right now? What face blindness is? If I walk in here, I know that I'm going to see you, Monica. I'm going to see you, Dex. I'm going to see you, Rob. And he knows you're the I'm girl. Fine. If I today, yeah. <laughs> you're the girl. If I was out on a walk and I walked past you, not knowing that you were going to be there, chances are I would completely blank you. Not all. Yeah, Me? yeah, yeah. You, you got to read his thing. It's really, really. Yeah, no, great. I don't. Even do, Dax. He said he yeah. knows it's me because he knows when he gets here, I'll be here. I was reminded because Brad Pitt was talking about it because right, he that. has it and he gets angry because no one believes him. They just think he's rude. Yeah. yeah. I was walking across in the street and my neighbor, who I see all the time, was across the other side of the street. I looked at this woman. I was like, oh, you're wearing, just noticing you're wearing all black. Didn't know who she was. Didn't clock it was my neighbor until she was smiling at me and waving and saying my name. And then I was like, "Uh oh, I know this person. And very quickly, my brain in two seconds goes, that's Amy, my neighbor. Wow. There was a great 60 minutes on it. I think the reason it's really helpful for people to see is that it seems impossible. For us, faces are so distinct, you know. Mm -hmm. But what they do in this episode is they're making a case that actually our ability to recognize faces is very tenuous. It's very precarious. Uh And they took the 10 most recognizable faces in the world and they put them on the screen, but upside down. It goes completely out the window if their face is just upside down. And then you realize like, oh yeah, it's a real tenuous grasp we have on it. Where I notice it the most is if Mm -hmm. I go on a date, the person's in front of me. The second I leave, I try and think about their face and what they look like. There's nothing there. You had like long hair or you had blonde hair or your hair was short or long. I can do that because you think about people, right? Like, well, what were they like? And you think back, nothing. I got nothing. Do you know what your mom looks like? Yeah. If I've been around someone for years and years and years, it gets better. Okay. But if I saw my mom in LA and I wasn't expecting her to be in LA, I would probably blank her because no, I didn't have the context. No, no. 100%. She'd just be some old woman wandering along. Listen, Sorry, mom. Monica, uh, this director's partner, this is the first person I ever met with it like 10 years ago and we were at dinner and we talked about it for like an hour. I was fascinated. I said, do you know what Brad Pitt looks like? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. If the police were taking you through a sketch of Brad Pitt, I would have trouble You'd say describing what was going on. Nose, got some lips, maybe yeah. some stubble. Oh, you mean you're trying to explain what explain he looks, what he doesn't, looks he like? Explain what Brad looks like to the cop. If you see it. a picture right now, will you know it's him? Like if yeah, I show you I, a random celebrity right now, will you know who it is? Yes. It's so hard to explain. It's more in the context of real life. 
Mm. There's so many faces. Like celebrities are easier because you see them all the time and I can picture the movie poster and things like that. Well, I asked this guy, do you know what Mickey Mouse looks like? Mm. He said, no, I know Mickey Mouse has those ears though. Yeah, like I can recognize a cat better than a person because it's more distinctive. Like the colors are That's different crazy. and the shape's different. Yeah. You're but, upset, aren't you? But it's yeah, social. Because it's, cats don't look more distinct than humans. They do. They've got different colors and different patterns and different gaits. Oh, Wait, the God. way they walk? The way they walk, absolutely. <laughs> I know the level of anxiety I have just over forgetting people's names, mm. Mm. but I know their faces. If I had that on top of it, I don't even know I'd ever be social. Oh, it's social I've, suicide. I've I was, witnessed you doing you've, it. Okay, so Rob. You were picking up a coffee at Maru, and I came up behind him and said, oh, that's mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he didn't know it was me. No. Yeah. No, no, thank no. you, Rob. That's yeah. what it's like. <laughs> yeah. and you so didn't how, know it was no, Rob when he... No, because I'm not expecting it. It's a strange man, and he was sort of doing a trick where he was pretending to be aggressive. This is kind of his move. He prowls around Hillhurst because he did this to me when I was eating at Elko with my family. He's such a rascal. (laughs) But wait a minute, wait a minute. So he looked at you, Rob, and was like, sorry? I could tell he wasn't clocking it. And then you were like, it's me, Rob? I didn't say that. I look across there now, and I know it's Rob. Rob, hello. Nice to see you. (laughs) Out of context, out of context... (laughs) nothing and that, and mm. how did that make you feel like probably a bit like oh that's awful the, no the trick worked so i was sitting on my own eating quite a depressing sight and this man yelled <laughs> david i look up i don't recognize him i assume he must be talking to someone else in the restaurant i go back to eating president he trump. yells my name again and i'm like oh god okay i do know this person now comes the trauma of trying mm. to figure out who oh, they are no. We gotta just be compassionate to everyone's thing. Mm. Would my voice help you? Like if <laughs> your if, voice what, helps so much, okay. cues like what you're wearing and what you sound like. Mm-hmm. If you talk to me, that's like a clue. I'm a detective every time I leave the house, <laughs> trying to figure out who I know. You're like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, so I see you. It's like, oh, maybe I hear your voice. It's yeah. a clue. I look at your T-shirt. It says Armchair Expert. Another clue. I have a question. Wait a minute. I look to your right. There's your there's your wife. Another clue. It's all coming together. Wait, it must be Dax. If, Hi, Dax. I'm David. If you are, let's say we're meeting at mess hall, okay? And it's like oh, four that's o'clock. A worry. Okay, four yeah, o'clock. Meeting you David, is a worry. meet me oh, at mess hall. Oh, we did this. The Nora Jones concert. Mm-hmm. What happened in that situation? It doesn't have to be hypothetical. Yeah, it was fine for me because I knew I had a lot of clues. Mm. I knew Monica's going to be there. I knew you're going to be there. I knew who was there. Mm-hmm. And so I knew there was a table of a certain number of people and I could do it. Yeah. And I was expecting it. Uh-huh. That's what I was going to say. So you walk into the restaurant and then you're just looking for clues. Who has dark hair? Uh-huh. The biggest clue is that I know you're going to be there. I'm going to do a trick. Oh, I'm gonna, no, don't disguise I'm gonna, it. Yeah, no, I'm going to have like a bunch of Indian girls at mess oh, hall. No. Oh, this yes. is and then horrific. I'm going to meet this. me at four. Can I then, be inappropriate? There's one of the things you remember about Monica is that she has big boobs. To be honest. It's all, all I'm going to say is everything's a clue. <laughs> I'm a, say, I'm a detective. Get, like, five stacked Indians because that's a big giveaway. No, because I will lose. If you bring a couple sometimes. Indians that are um, pirates' dreams, sunken chest. No, everyone's uh, no carpenters' dreams. That would be a real panic. I'm going to play the intro shit. for this week's okay. Armchair and Dangerous. Great, we're there. I, we can't talk about anything else. <laughs> I will just. I'm happy to take more questions later <laughs> if you think of them. <laughs> 
Hello, I'm David Farrier. The last armchair and dangerous saw us dive into sex cult Nexium, with its volleyball-loving leader and sex pest Keith Raniere. Now looking at Nexium, it's tempting to see it as some kind of freak show that could never happen again. But the origins of that cult are deeply rooted in something very, very American. The multi-level marketing scheme. Because at its core, Nexium was a multi-level marketing scheme, also known as an MLM or a pyramid scheme. But consumers' byline is wonderful. We've been able to concentrate all this purchasing power, literally hundreds of thousands of buyers, to get a better deal from the sellers. That was Keith back in the 90s when he ran pyramid scheme consumers' byline, before using the ideas he learned there to start his sex cult. Now, according to one recent report that looked at 350 multi-level marketing companies in the US, at least 99% of people who join one lose money. The latest pyramid scheme to hit the headlines, LuLaRoe, has been hit with 50 lawsuits since 2016, including a recent class action lawsuit to the tune of a billion dollars. LuLaRoe has thousands of independent sellers nationwide. This year, the company was hit with a number of complaints. A $1 billion lawsuit alleges it's a pyramid scheme. And yet despite the disaster stories for decades, MLMs just keep on going. So get ready to be inspired by a charismatic leader who signs you up before you sign up a load of other people before you fail miserably and lose all your money. Because this is the MLM episode. Okay, I wrote down some notes. Number one, does it make you less attracted to looks? Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 we gotta no, switch no, no, gears. No, no, I can't. Okay, okay. I can't. We're gonna give you two questions. No, I agree. Uh, okay, no, okay. looks are still important, they apparently. They are? Say I'm dating someone. I don't want to be shocked by how hideous they are every time I meet them. Oh. Every time I meet them, I want the surprise to be, oh, I am attracted to you. Are you yeah. re-attracted each time? It's like right. a fresh attraction. It's a good question. I haven't mm. thought about this. Journal. And I need to think about it some okay. more. Okay. There's someone you be- you were in love with for a bit, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. When you close your eyes, can you imagine her face? She cuts through more than most. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good indicator yeah. when you really like someone. Yeah. If they like. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Which, easier. Which, by the way, I'm reading this great book right now called Behave about how you think. Yeah. Have you heard of that book? Uh, yeah, it, I want to It's incredible. It. But it talked about... What oxytocin does primarily mm. is it helps moms recognize their baby's face. Right. So if you have oh, a lot babies of oxytocin, that's not the point. If you have a lot of oxytocin <laughs> from this burbling love, I bet it does help you cement mm. their face. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's the point of it. So you but recognize your I kid. Feel, I feel like I know how you upset. feel. Oh, no. Because you, you feel forgettable. I care about you. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, don't, I could have, I'm so I knew that was forgettable. I knew no, that was going to happen from the second I, oh, I brought no. it up. no. <laughs> Stay tuned for more If You Dare. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. 
Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were some... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be Rob specific. and I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One more experiment would be Instagram if you just remove everyone's handle. If you're scrolling, would you be like, who's that? Who's that? Oh, nightmare. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. If it was just faces, yeah. then no, Instagram would not be a fun place for me. Mm. All my comments underneath would just be, who are you? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it would be a real problem. And then do you think it makes you less empathetic? Potentially. I'm not the most empathetic person am i i don't know I, mean, I would say you are an empathetic person so faking I'm, it okay that's what i'm asking yeah like wow. a psychopath okay. okay mlms okay sorry but uh, sorry mlms is i gotta say of the many conspiracy theories we've talked about in the people who then get ensnared in them mm -hmm. 
I generally don't have a ton of compassion for those people. I'm angry at the people that believe in lizard people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I have such deep sympathy and compassion for people that get sucked into MLMs. And I think that's mildly why they work, because you end up buying shit from people because you feel bad. Because... Yeah, they're hustling. Yeah. Like it's not like they're. It's a constant hassle. The sad part is they're all get rich quick schemes in a way, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to get rich. I can understand mm-hmm. it. I I want to be rich, and there's a hustle. So it's not like they're sitting around waiting to win the lottery, and yet they're being duped. And then I feel bad about that. And I have someone in my life that's always involved in one. You know, oh, always. and that's interesting because people do hop. If one fails, they'll tend to hop onto another one. It's not like that one failed, I'm out. This person's on their 20th one since I've known them. Ah. Every time it's the same passion. They go to the seminar, they mm-hmm. get completely infected by the pitch, mm-hmm. and then they give it to me. And I always say, like, you know, if this product was so good, why wouldn't it be at Target? That's just always my question. And then there's why always isn't some, it in stores? And they, they train them to have some backup reason, which is always, it doesn't hold water. It's like great products end up at stores. So in case anyone doesn't know what an MLM is, and tell me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is you have your guru, like your cult-like leader who has the business. You go and buy a bunch of products off them, whether it's some sort of nutritional supplement or clothing. Herbalife is is a big one. Amway Amway. is the classic. There's a thousand MLMs in operation that are like a decent size in America. And then there are a ton more smaller ones. And each one claims they have some proprietary product, basically. Absolutely. It's a machine that cures you with light waves of all ailments. A towel that doesn't need any infection. There is so much misinformation brought in. And something like Herbalife, they've caught people selling that at conferences, basically talking about how, oh, it helped my heart condition. Mm -hmm. Or all these things that are not in the official literature. People are desperately trying to sell this stuff, so they'll just make stuff up. There's been waves of them in our life. Acai berry. Remember Mona Vive. There was a huge acai berry craze, and then out of that came Mona Vive, the best thing to get your acai berry, and it was an MLM. And then another popular one people know is Cutco Knives, these great knives. Oh, great knives. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. we we have a lot of knives sales in New Zealand. Yeah, the the classic knife set. It'll do everything. The issue is you're obviously you're making money selling it to people, which is potentially a legitimate business. But sure. where it becomes illegitimate is you need to recruit other people to sell more of your stuff. Yep. And you're essentially bulk selling some of your product to them sometimes so yep. they can sell that on. And the more people you sign up, the more revenue you get. And when you're getting more revenue from signing people up than actually selling product to individuals who aren't in the MLM, that's where it becomes very legally dicey but you can still get away with it yeah so the premise is whoever brought you in is going to get some percentage of everything you sell yeah and then everyone you bring in under you you're going to get some percentage of what they sell and then also the person above you the fact i love about it and the reason every pyramid scheme will fail if the whole premise is that you recruit five people to sell product and then they recruit five and then those people recruit five on and on 14 iterations of that and you have run out of people on the planet. Everyone in the world is selling. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you just can't. Like People would have to start breeding to sell to more people. That's legal. Yet a Ponzi scheme is the exact same thing. So Bernie Sanders invites in a no, bunch of... Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> 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 it's my name amnesia. Uh, yeah, oh, Bernie God. Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> getting a lot of eye rolls out of the eye roll captain today 
Yeah, Bernie Madoff, you know, you get a several hundred investors, they put in a billion dollars, some people want to pull their money out, you've said that they're making 30%, so you got to mm -hmm. produce that, but mm -hmm. you need to buy the new investors, and you're constantly paying people out to prove that you're making 30%, but without new people coming and giving you their money, there are no profits, and Take, that's illegal. Absolutely. Right. To figure this out a bit more, I went and spoke to Robert Fitzpatrick, who has a website called Pyramid Scheme Alert. All he does in life is look at pyramid schemes. He's so annoyed by pyramid schemes. He was in the Lula Rich documentary oh, yeah, on Amazon yeah. Prime. Basically, any article you read about pyramid schemes or a documentary about them, Robert will be quoted. Mm. So the first thing I wanted to talk to him about was how they kicked off in America so strongly. Because in my mind, America is land of the M, LM. It really began in the late 70s, but certainly in the 80s, the decline of the middle class was occurring in America. So people were getting put in more and more of a pressure cooker and their hope for the American dream by the millions of people was diminishing. So the lie of the pyramid scheme to lift you out, to give you relief, became ever more important and powerful. Multi-level marketing exploded in size and scale. And it's now every year, one of six or seven households in America are involved. It's in 120 countries. The former president, President Trump, was the chief spokesman for multi-level marketing. Joe Biden's chief of staff became a vice president of one of these large companies. Betsy DeVos of Amway became the head of our schools, told a Senate panel her family had put as much as $200 million into the political coffers. That's one family. Yeah. Madeleine Albright, who was working also for Herbalife, became a global ambassador. So it permeated so many aspects of American universities, business world, Wall Street. There are more than a dozen of these schemes now traded. They have maybe $25 billion market cap. Pretty nutty. Mm, my God. These are not people I would have assumed would. No, not at all. It was Alan Hoffman, Joe Biden's former chief of staff, and he went to work for Herbalife. Does Tupperware fit into this? Tupperware, I don't know if brand. it's multi-level. I just know it was a personal business you would own. You would go host Tupperware and parties. And you would yeah. sell Tupperware everywhere. And is Mary Kay? I don't know. I don't know either. But and that's, I think, why it's so complicated, because it's such a difficult thing to police. It's so wide-reaching. Just taking a case against any of these companies is so difficult, because it's so unclear where the money is being made. Is it in the uplining? Is it in the downline? Is it from selling product? Is it from just recruiting more people? It becomes very complicated mm. to even take a case. Yeah. When do you get into legal gray Issues. area with it? Price right. fixing is one thing. Okay. I feel like that's one big thing. The main issue is whether you are making more money from commissions and getting more people on board than you are from selling actual but product. But is that illegal, though? It's enough that you can be fined. Oh. And a lot of these companies, like LuLaRoe, they have been fined multiple times, and they just lost one last year, oh. and I think they had to pay back about four million dollars to the state just to be distributed as like punishment from the fda they absorb that cost and they just keep on going it is tricky right because we're a country founded on liberty on some level i don't think it should be illegal in the united states for me to say hey i'm going to tell 10 friends to give me 10 bucks mm -hmm. and then they go find 10 people to give them 10 bucks like if everyone's 
an adult of their right faculty, I guess that should be legal. Who gives a fuck? I kind of agree. I mean, even though there's a predatory aspect, it makes me sad because, as you say, 99% of the people lose money. It's bad for people. And I mean, I kind of want to hear more about your friend who has jumped around. Have they ever had a win? Or has it just been trying to recover? No. Really? Never. So sad. No. Mm. The headline was LuLaRoe announces settlement of litigation with State of Washington Attorney General's office, and they had to pay $4.7 million, which can be used for the sole discretion of the Attorney General. But despite having to pay $4.7 million, LuLaRoe is still operating and doing fine. Mm. I went to their website, and the aspirational videos are still going. There's been this Amazon documentary about how terrible they are. Uh-huh. They're still functioning. They're still doing their thing. Well, there's one that's very popular here. And I know because a lot of people at SoulCycle are involved. Uh-huh. And then they're uh-huh. they're like told to, like by the company, it's part of the thing. You post your profits and you post the people under you. It's all transparent to, I guess, get people it's excited little, about how much money you're making. That's interesting. It's a little bit of like Ranieri in that you'll have slaves. Yeah. Like it's going to suck. You'll be someone's slave, but you're going to get your have, own slaves. Yeah. Oh, it's completely... Is it a power thing? Oh, yeah. This is another thing I talked to Robert about because Soul Cycle is slightly cult like. For sure. And you're sort of meant to recruit. It's not an MLM, but like you recruit people and you're meant to be excited about life and everything else. Mm -hmm. And the idea of having this charismatic leader, which I feel like Soul Cycle is kind of like that as well. You work there. Well, no, it just it gets tricky because the product itself, let's take SoulCycle, and we have to be really clear, it's not an MLM and it's not a cult. Right. But there are just qualities about it that mimic. Well, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Similar. I want to flag that we might also just be three cynics and everyone involved is enjoying it and we're just on Absolutely. the outside of going, course. oh, that's a cult because that's what people say about it. Hey, and I was fully, I mean, I loved SoulCycle. In- Did you proselytize though? I'm sure I did. I'm sure I was like, oh my gosh, probably. Mm. Just Mm. about my life. Like, oh, I love this. I'm going two times a week. Uh I want to go three times a week if I can. I'm sure CrossFit too, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tricky when the actual product, like in this case, like SoulCycle, the workout, CrossFit, the workout, like those Mm. are good for you. The thing itself is good. Absolutely. It's just the world around it that can get a little tricky. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying, it doesn't surprise me that people attracted to SoulCycle, and this is a huge generalization, could still love the idea of an MLM and like making their own way and their own future. This is what Robert had to stay on the cult-like similarities between cults and MLMs. The tragedy of this thing was just enormous. Divorces, lost friends of years of loss of career, of dropping out of school, of suicides, of lifelong depression from it. So this was a cult movement. This was a belief system that had grown up, not a religious cult, not a political cult, an economic cult. They are all reliant on cult persuasion methods and they all claim to hold a dogma or a belief, a set of ultimate truths. The people that start MLMs, is there a typical kind of person or traits the the people at the top, or does it vary? Very few people start them who weren't in other ones, right? That's how it tends to work. They breed, they groom the future leaders. I don't think these people are particularly different from certain CEO types, a certain sociopathic, incapable of remorse, easily, fluidly lie for money. And when it works, 
when people pay and they see the response, it feeds on it and they get bigger and bigger in their power. I think we're seeing that type of person in politics. We're seeing them in business now. But multi-level marketing created an industry for this type of person to flourish because they aren't running a business. These are not really businesses. These are pyramid schemes. They play the role of guru, prophet, all-knowing leader. Only they can solve your problems for you. And they have the secret. They are enlightened. That's the role of the CEO of all MLMs. Which makes me think again of Keith Ranieri and starting in his consumer byline and then starting Nexium, which was an MLM for self-help. You would bring people in, you give them the tools to make their lives better, and then they'd have to recruit other people. Well, it's funny you bring up self-help. I just jotted that down. I have a kind of a moral sadness. There was all this meta studies of self-help things like 10 years ago is making all the headlines that the average person who buys a self-help book feels worse after reading the self-help book because it it, huh. it it charts a course that the person will inevitably not be able to follow and they already came in feeling bad then they are a failure at the self-help thing so what breaks my heart about it is most people are going to enter this with all these great dreams and they're going to leave feeling like a failure like it was their fault that they didn't profit from it when there's the structure itself doesn't lend itself for you to profit ultimately 100 percent. that's what's heartbreaking to me about it which again it rubs up against mega church culture as well where you're Prosper- sold this yeah and prosperity, prosperity gospel yeah and yeah mlms it's the same thing it's like if you come in here and you believe in yourself and you give 10 percent of your income to this thing mm-hmm. you will prosper and you will be given like 10 fold and when that doesn't happen people don't think oh this thing's a scam they're like i've personally failed i didn't pray hard enough yeah i I wasn't pure and they feel awful and they'll probably go and join another church which is also does the same thing and they will just keep on failing and that's really sad stay tuned for more if you dare We are supported by Taco Bell. Oh, man. We often do two recordings a day, and we have this little nice lunch break that we enjoy, and we're always craving something really yummy. Yes, something fresh, something high quality, something like the all-new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell, which is Mm. exactly that. Mm. It's so yummy. It has slow-roasted chicken, the pico, that purple cabbage, and an avocado verde salsa sauce. Oh, delicious. Outrageous. The new Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burrito, and Quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now. We are supported by Celebrity Cruises. I know what you think. As long as you're on vacation, you're happy. But the truth is, some vacations are better than others. And there's one that's better than all of them. Celebrity Cruises. With rooms, food, and service like theirs, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And you won't have to with all the places Celebrity goes. They even have weekend Caribbean escapes if you're short on time. So visit Celebrity.com, contact your travel advisor, or call 1-800-CELEBRITY and see why nothing comes close to Celebrity Cruises. Ships Registry, Malta, and Ecuador. We are supported by Men's Warehouse. When you wear a tailored men's warehouse outfit, it makes you feel confident, like you can do anything. Whether it's a snappy suit that makes you want to dance at a wedding like no one is watching, or a smart casual outfit that gives you the confidence to nail a job interview. 
Yep, you should give Men's Warehouse a shot, and here's why. Men's Warehouse is the only nationwide men's clothing store that has a tailor in every store to fit your suit, shirt, jeans, etc. to your bod. Men's Warehouse features clothes from the best brands in the fashion world like Vera Wang, Kenneth Cole, and Calvin Klein. Men's Warehouse isn't just suits. They have jeans, t-shirts, shoes, hats, and even underwear. The tailoring is game-changing. It really makes a huge difference in people's outfits if it's tailored to your body. You could have a cabillion dollar suit, and if it doesn't fit, it looks terrible. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's key. Men's Warehouse is everywhere with 600 plus locations nationwide, so if you need one, and you will, there's one near you. Feel like you can do anything in an outfit from Men's Warehouse. Visit your Men's Warehouse store or click or tap to shop online. I'd watched a few YouTube videos thinking about this topic and I didn't realize how charismatic some of the MLM leaders are. Like they come out to fireworks and lasers and music and oh they're screaming God. like a preacher and the whole room is just getting worked up because that we can be as successful as this guy. Well, that's the other tricky part of this is that's also fine in a different context. I'm watching the Victoria's Secret documentary, which is great. And, you know, Wexner, the guy who created all these brands, Limited, fucking Abercrombie, Victoria's the guy was the biggest genius in retail of all time. And if you listen to him speak, he really understands what story is and what aspiration is. Like, he's a genius, and there's no question. Yeah. And he, too, would come out on these annual get rallies. Because you do want team unity if you are running a company. And you want these team-building experiences. You want everyone to feel mm -hmm. like they're on the same team. And when he would come out, yeah, there was something kind of deity-like about it. And I don't even think by his own design. It's just everyone just there ends up, yeah, he's at the top of that thing. So it's like, huh, when it happens there, I don't, he never had a nefarious plot to steal from his employees. That's what differentiates That's the difference. him. Yeah. I mean, the difference is in 99% of MLMs, people will lose money. Right. Like, yeah. They're a victim. From they're all employees. victims. Yeah. Like, they're so bad. It's more equivalent to the pharmaceutical world where they had these big conventions and these fireworks and all of this stuff and getting everyone excited about making the most money they can make by killing everyone. Hurting everyone. Yeah, obviously yeah. cotton yeah. and stuff like that. I've always been opposed to having a cult, as you know. <laughs> You've but been I on the fence. I think I've figured out what my cult might be. <laughs> okay, oh, you ready? Okay, go ahead. My cult is you're going to end up penniless and lonely and you're a piece of shit. That's what I promise you. Okay. And then you fail yeah. at my program and you feel better when you leave. You're like, fuck. Oh, this I is actually... so much better than what I was sold. Yes. Like you leave feeling better. I think you could have problems recruiting yeah. people. Yeah. That's your problem. Getting will, people in there. It'll, I'll have hurdle. to really glamorize being a piece of shit. Like I'm on the street corner of like, I like this, but somehow everyone's like, damn, that looks good. <laughs> this is odd. But, yeah, I think we're gonna I see where you're coming it. from though. Right? It's a, it's the reverse cult. Sure. Yeah. When you leave here, you're gonna be fucking miserable. The other yeah. thing I was curious to talk to Robert about was like why these keep happening. For 20, 30, 40 years, people have been losing money. Surely the government should step in more. And this is what he had to say about that. How could something that produces this level of loss and pain on an industrial scale keep going? Three factors. One is more and more people are in need 
of financial deliverance. The economy is not working for them. They're at minimum wage or near minimum wage. They can't buy a home. Kids can't afford to go to college. They can't afford to have a baby. They can't afford to retire. Immigrants that can't get jobs, single mothers or even mothers with spouses struggling, trying to be human beings and develop themselves. So that's the fuel. Then these schemes have very sophisticated power. They are making an appeal that is extremely seductive, claiming to have this truth and have this economic program for you. But the third element, they are supported by the highest legal authorities in the land. The Federal Trade Commission and the SEC treat them as legitimate. And therefore, we become critics, not fact tellers, because the facts we are telling would not allow the government to say it's legitimate. What we're describing is not legitimate. But here's the other side of it. As our economy becomes this pressure cooker and fewer and fewer people are benefiting and the money is going to the top, you don't have to be left or right to see this and the concentration of wealth and the disparity and so on and the inability of so many people to cope. While that's happening, multi-level marketing is telling people there's nothing wrong. The American dream is alive and well. Opportunity is right in front of you. In fact, it's the best opportunity in the world. And if you don't take advantage of it, then you have no one to blame but yourself. That's all. So don't go to the government. Don't talk about minimum wage or lawyers or unions or safety nets, corporate profit. That's got nothing. It's all up to you. Here's the system. It's foolproof if you work it. This is a politician's dream to have this spreading on Main Street. It is both the bribery side, which we call lobbying, but also the underlying subversive message, which is a subversion of citizenship, of demands for accountability that multi-level marketing speaks to. And that's sort of its authority. It's claiming you don't need the government. We have the plan for you. That's its power. You remember Amway is called the American way. So I went pretty deep there into the culture of America. But it is that idea that, yeah, the little guy can make it. There's no problem here with the structure of how we've set up this entire place. I love this guy. Truly. When? But I don't know if I agree with his diagnosis of the causality because there are many other countries that have even far more staggering gaps in income inequality. And why aren't we seeing them proliferate there? I think there's some other ingredient I, mean, I think it's the American dream it, ingredient. It is. It's that you can achieve. There are legitimate ways On your to own do terms. It. And so because yep. there are, maybe that's what it is. There, in other countries, there's very few legitimate ways to break out of your social strata, economic strata. MLMs are exploding overseas as well now. I think Herbalife has broken out into India in a huge way. Oh. And South Africa has them. So they do definitely so exist out of America in a huge way. Also just realized I've been saying FDA a lot when I mean FTA, the Federal Trade Commission. Okay. Oh, you mean FTC? FTC? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God, there's too many. Yeah, there's too I mean, many. There's, there's FAA, there's there F are a lot FCC. Of yeah. Yeah, we Federal Trade Commission. Who whose family is in Herbalife. Our cupboards are stocked with Herbalife stuff. Kristen has fallen in love oh with God. an Herbalife protein powder. Okay. Yeah, and she's <laughs> getting to... it from her friend. We're not pushing this on anyone, by the way. On no, I'm show. just telling you what the facts are. Yeah, are, I've uh, never tried I it. In my cupboard, there's a couple gallons of Herbalife oh protein powder. I think I don't, she's I'm not lucky, a... though. Really? I'm serious. I think Kristen is lucky that she 
is extremely talented and found success. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she would 100% be susceptible to this. Sure. Sure. Don't you think? Yeah. I do. There's an optimism about it. Also, she gives everyone the benefit of the doubt. And she exactly. really is positive to people. She's not suspicious of everyone like I am. Like, I couldn't fall yeah. for one, but I have also missed out on most of the joy in life. So I don't even <laughs> think it's I'm promoting this way of being. But yeah. Also, I'm sure Herbalife makes great products. That's the question saying, is just yeah. why, stuff's why not okay. just sell it at Rite Aid? The problem is, it's what you alluded to, what a lot of people find themselves in, is they have cupboards full of stuff that they get to sell. And they've got, I think they call it garaging. They've got garages like full of clothes and yeah. makeup. Because yeah. to keep on the right status as a distributor, you've got to buy more product and that gives you more discounts and you get like a certain Aww. status that you're a part of. Yeah. And so you end up with a garage full of stuff that you can never move and then you're in debt. Yep. Mm. The Direct Selling Association is a lobbying group that actually actively lobbies on behalf of all these MLMs. Well, so, I, can, I can make their pitch for them. In a laissez-faire, a capitalist mm, democracy, mm. I shouldn't need the government's approval to sell things. If I want to make belt buckles in my garage and sell them, I should be able to. And I agree you should. And I guess I don't mean to keep coming back to mega churches, but I guess that's not illegal. And you've got someone there at the head who's worth millions, and you've got people in the congregation that are worth nothing. That's completely legal. I, mean, I hate to say it's it. a decision people's made. I'm going to hurt people's feelings. Like that's an MLM without they don't even have a product. Yeah, product is salvation. They yeah, have right? an idea. It is it's an idea. Yeah, and a lifestyle. Yeah, at least with an MLM, you're you can at some, least like, stock your garage full you of shit. Stock you can full in of a crap. pinch after you're broke, you can eat all this protein powder and stuff. <laughs> the final thing I talked to Robert about was advice, because I figure some people will have people in their lives that are oh, that's doing awful. this or getting sucked into this, and he spent his entire life giving advice. The best hallmark that people should watch for, the most telltale, obvious one, is any discussion about recruiting other people. That's the basic fraud of the model, is the endless chain. If you're a salesperson, how many customers can you find? In multi-level marketing, you only have to find a few, five. Those five get five, 25, and then 125. Any implication of this exponential expansion and endless chain run away. That is a scam. They call it building a team, a downline. These are all euphemisms. These are victims. You'll get money they lose. They will be told, well, no, you didn't lose. You can go get some other people to get their money. If you're selling a product, why would I go find other people to compete with me? That doesn't make any sense at all. There are others, you, know, you have to keep paying. The leader claims to have ultimate secrets about prosperity. Also, they almost always, and this is the delusional belief behind it, the real conspiracy kind of part of it, they claim that reality is shaped by your mind. You can't point to anything that stands in your way of ultimate success, because if you have enough vision and determination, you can make anything happen you determine reality that's the secret you say really well i'd like to have that power how do i get that power well we can teach it to you now that's going to cost you know 500 dollars a month or whatever but they're always claiming that they hold this secret to ultimate prosperity which i really like because it ties it back into conspiracy land because all these people hawking bad ideas part of the appeal is yeah they have a secret and you want the secret and so you dive in head first 
There's also like a punk rockness to it. A lot of mm. the time when I've challenged people on it, there's a bad guy. So the bad guys like P&G or these huge conglomerates, like you think they're going to let this great product be in Target and then they're not going to sell Windex. So they pick some villains for, well, that's why this isn't sold everywhere. They don't want this in the marketplace and they control everything. Oh, Just like pharmaceuticals telling doctors what, you know, like, this totally. grand conspiracy. And sometimes that conspiracy can get particularly crazy. Amway, which was formed in 1959, a lot of these leaders have slightly religious um, sort of things right. going on. So Amway is like very Christian. LuLaRoe, I believe, is quite Mormon. So that's why LuLaRoe's clothing is all very non-revealing. Mm. Like it's all like full body coverings. Mm. But Amway, they came up with their own conspiracy to put down one of their competitors. They said that Procter & Gamble their symbol was a satanic symbol and that their CEO was a practicing Satanist. Mm. So at the time, Procter & Gamble alleged that several Amway distributors were behind a resurgence of the story in the 50s and they sued some Amway distributors for that fact. Yeah. So out of these weirdly sort of religious ideas that are tied up with some of these MLMs, weird other offshoots of conspiracies can come out like that company worships Satan, which is so funny and also disturbing. Well, I think all roads lead back to there's good and evil. There's the yeah. us and them. And if this, uh -huh. this company is about good and making other people prosperous, totally. these other companies don't want to make you an owner. They don't no, they want to hold you down. These yes. people are giving me power yep. to be my own boss and I can be the master of my own destiny. My own entrepreneur, yeah. What was Amway? Cleaning products? Amway. Among other things, yeah. Mm. Was it cleaning stuff mainly, right? Yeah. yeah, everything you would find at a Rite Aid, basically, okay. I think. All these companies have the potential of having a great product, like government cheese. If you're on welfare, when I was a kid, mm. the government cheese is not to be beat. Is it's, that a brand? No, like when it's you get your block. Oh, they the give cheese. you a block of cheese. Yes, and their American Yum. cheese in a block <laughs> is the best cheese it's I've like ever had. right? When no, do I get my it's, it's a hard American cheese. And you can't make a better grilled cheese than with the government cheese. Really? I don't know how they accidentally got the fucking best recipe for cheese. But that's not an MLM. No, it's not. But I'm saying that sometimes this thing with Kristen, she loves that Herbalife. Oh, yeah, the right. products that, aren't yeah. necessarily Some of them terrible. Hit, right. Exactly. They, hit, they hit home runs. I think there were Amway products that people like really came to love. Yeah, sure. How can I get some of this government cheese? Oh, I would love, I love cheese. To, oh, you got to try this government cheese. Cheese is one of my favorite it's things. It's so good. It's so good. When also, you see a plate of cheese, do you know it's cheese? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Now you're being cruel. No, <laughs> yes, you are. A face is a very specific thing. Monica, every face is the same. Two eyes, nose, mouth, couple of ears. That's it. Okay, but yeah. cheese it's is all the, the same. same Cheeses too. are it's so different. <laughs> You've got your blue cheese, your brie. Some have holes in it. Yeah. Swiss. Some faces have holes and in it. And it's very well, clear all faces have cheese is cheese. Seven holes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I just find it fascinating. I have more questions. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you're, you're now you're Please saying, don't can trick you trick even me. know what a house looks like? Are you know. dumb? You know? Are you <laughs> fucking idiots? I know that. You, I already know that you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you again? Uh, well. God, it is heartbreaking. A willingness to work hard and get out there. Yeah, it goes badly. Don't sign up to a thing where you have to recruit five people to sell more things. And do you think it's bad if someone's trying to sell you mm. something should oh we should say you no? feel sorry for them right should mm. we do it or no 
I think it's well, fine. Well, you should never buy anything you don't want. I'd rather just hand someone the money knowing they're actually going to get the money. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be asked to betray yourself to make someone else's feelings. That's just toxic codependency. Yeah, I'm not going to buy, like, a, a string of pearls because it's part of it. No, but, like, when a kid is selling, you well, know, candy for their thing, Girl of course Scouts. I'm doing it. Well, that's, that's a okay. kid. That's a child. And they're not trying to sell you, like, a box of biscuits to sell to other people in your neighborhood. Right. So that's okay. And I'd argue if you've got a friend who's deep in debt in one of these, I mean, you could sympathy buy something off them. I think where it would become like morally awful money. is if you bought their entire okay. stock and then started selling that down the line. Of course. You can't do that. That's bad. But I, I mean, are we playing into the system if we buy the paper towels yeah. from the person? Of course we are. But that's why I'm saying, like, if you like the product, buy it. But I don't right. think you should buy out of what it really is is pity. pity. That's not a good marching order should try and just in my new cult i'm gonna say be mean to the pyramid people you'll feel miserable and you'll hate yourself i can't <laughs> wait for your cults i can't wait to join the your hate cults. yourself cult yeah well you know what started my occult ideas i was like you know what'd be a cool cult is like i find 10 people that make a lot of money mm -hmm. but they make less than me mm -hmm. and i give them half my money mm -hmm. and then i say now you gotta give that money and half of yours down oh. to someone that's lower income. So it's actually a reverse. We would be redistributing the wealth, but it would work in that I wouldn't, you know, does this make I sense? I do know it's making sense. But I'm why would them. anyone join that when they were gonna lose money? I'll tell you why. <laughs> because you'd see like, fuck, he gave me all this money. Yep. He didn't wanna do that. Mm. If he was willing to do that, fuck it. Okay, I'm going to now spread what he gave me out to five people and some of my own money. By the way, I've seen this in real time. Like when I've helped Aaron, Aaron's helped his little brother. I've done so I've been a pass part on of a good thing. Yes, you pay right? it forward. You pay it forward. Are you guys like paying attention to the world? <laughs> That's oh, no not one will how ever it do works. It. That's why people don't want to pay taxes. I know. I'm saying you, you become the catalyst for kicking down your extra to people that are lower on the socioeconomic ladder than you are. Yeah. Oh, I wish we all did pyramid this. pyramid scheme. I think it's beautiful. But no one it's ever just, wants like, to no give one would do it. No one would just, away. No one's going to go out and find five people that they're friends with that need some of their money and give it to them. But if someone gave them a big pile of money, they might morally feel like, oh, God, man, they did that. Okay, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to give it to well, five other people. I had that thing, that feeling when we were around Bill Gates, being aware of his wealth, thinking if he just gave me a little equivalent of ten, his 10 cents, yes, I would have millions and millions of dollars. But when you then, And that would be so good. So, Bill, why aren't you doing that to everyone around you? Because you're so wealthy. Well, but then, but of course is. he's not going but to. But would you then, I would hope, you would feel compelled to send some money back to your parents. A hundred percent I yes, would. Yes. But it's Someone needs to start. Bill That's needs my to point. start. If I knew it would work mm -hmm. and you could reverse pyramid and generate at the end of the line, like a couple thousand people know, ended so up getting a, a thousand bucks. But we can't ask people to not have any money left. This is the problem. No, no, just having. No. Just having. No, not, but you're, ha you're saying that you give half. It's what you could live without. But you're you're asking them to give up the money they just received and then some. That's that doesn't right. make any sense. It does. No, it doesn't because then they have less than when they started. Yes, that's the goal, Monica. The goal is to get people <gasps> to help people under them instead of stealing from people under them. That's the actual goal. This is like in a beautiful <sighs> hypothetical world that'll never ever happen. Because this we're is my breaking. reverse pyramid scheme. 
I think both need work. At this, you're the only one who hasn't lost I'll, money. No. What are you fucking talking about? I'm the one that lost the most. No, you haven't yes. lost the most. Of course I have. Why? Let's say I have $10 million. So I give $5 million to five people that have $2 million. I gave five. They're not going to give five. They're going to redistribute what I gave them and then add some of their extra down to a right. rung below but it's, them. But I guess percentage-wise, it depends. How much are they giving? Everyone's up. basically, let's say it was 10%. It's like tithing, but it doesn't go up to a church. It goes down to the parishioners. Okay. And the fact that I gave you 10 encourages you to give 10. So you're also, so my 10's being passed down and now they're 10. So now it's like 15%. And then they will pass on. I think it's really beautiful. Thank you. Monica hates it. I don't know why. But it it's will like never happen. First good it's thing I've ever proposed. It's frustrating. I think, Monica, you're frustrated because it will never happen. I think she's frustrated about your facial recognition. <laughs> well. no. uh, there's been a lot oh, no. of build up today. <laughs> a lot of, lot of hits. All right. Uh, Look, we've all learned a few things. I'm now on high alert for your face, Monica. I'm going to carry a photo of you around uh, yeah, in my pocket. It. And whenever I go into like a, a situation like maybe a supermarket uh -huh. or a, a place you where house. you could be, I'm going to stare at it. And so I've got it front of mind. David. I'm going to say, David, meet me at the Hindu temple Oh wow! <laughs> at 4 p.m. At the Hindu temple bikini contest. You don't need to be nasty. <laughs> you, you don't need to get nasty about The Hindu this. temple wet seizure concert. Look, we have to see, see it all the way through. Because at this point, we see you a ton. Like uh -huh. a ton. Yeah. So the fact that really that Rob, that's actually astonishing to me. Especially because he said words. So you did hear him. Yeah, I did. I think I just said, oh, that's mine. Uh, what I thought when I looked at you is, who is this little LA shit yeah. who's being grumpy over coffee? Right. I'm not coming back to this coffee shop again. <laughs> then it dawned on me, here. sure, it's Rob. And then I, it's awkward because he, I don't recognize him. I, it's awkward for the friendship. I have a hack, but it's going to come at great expense to us. Oh, great. We're all going to start wearing a signature scent. So oh, I, I'm going to wear grape. You're going to wear I love this. And then because the, you could remember gum. people's scents, right? Yeah, flavored gum. Maybe you could all start chewing a certain yes. flavored gum. Okay. I'm always going to chew grape. You'll always Can be I? watermelon. Okay. I would love that. help when you're walking down the street and he doesn't recognize you. Yeah, because when you go, hi, you'll just <laughs> go. Every time we see David, we'll go, hi, David. And we'll put the gum in right before we do it. David, hi over here. Instead of just saying Dax. Just, I want him to be able to get it on his own so he feels like a big boy. And I'll be out there going, Dax. <laughs> hi, Dax. I know that grape. Gosh, that must have been very hard for you at Disney. Like if we got, when we, you would like go off and be on your phone and then oh, like looking I was, for us. Oh, no, it's <laughs> a nightmare. Horrible. Cinnamon was panicked. Cinnamon. Oh, oh, oh. cinnamon. Yeah, I didn't like you to get too far away. Because <laughs> then I'd have to go to Lost and Found. Oh. And, you'd have to, and you couldn't describe And you wouldn't us. describe your parents. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know what we look like. I've lost my parents. You could at least Google us. That's oh helpful. God. Do we think that? Yeah, Maybe that boy who wanted to eat <gasps> dirty stuff, oh, he yeah. has this too. It's really common. It's more common than you'd think. And apparently it's genetic. So there can be a whole family of people who are very confused. Oh, imagine this family, family out in reunion. the world. No one knows anyone. <laughs> they're asking themselves why they're there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, my, I love you guys. This kind yeah. of was about multi-level marketing. And, and also about facial... That's why he hates MLMs. He'd recruit five people, no fucking clue who they were. I don't think he'd he, never see them again. He wouldn't be good at recruiting because no. he's not. He'd recruit connecting. the same person five times. <laughs> it's bad. 
I, I and, love you, David. I feel I honestly have great compassion. And you know, I'm sort of I've worked as a journalist in a documentary, and it's you meet a lot of people. I'm also playing detective the entire time. So I think it's uh, incumbent upon us to be helpful more with David. That's what I said. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you, no, I don't mean for went straight to tricks. I mean, like, you and Rob went straight to doing tricks. Dex, no, thank you. Yeah, like yeah. we're moving me. through the world, and we see people we know. David knows. I think it's would be nice for us to go. Oh, Jenny's walking up. No, I'm gonna say. Oh, it's Mallory. Your and girlfriend. It's really going to be Jenny. Yeah, it's your girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I, for yeah. the record, I was unaware of this when I did the trick. Yeah, but yeah, now, right. that, like, like that would have stopped you. Please. Why don't you lead with this? You're embarrassed by it. Like, why wouldn't you have yeah. told us all that at the beginning? Because then, because I like, had uh, been embarrassed, and it wasn't until Brad Pitt was brave enough to come out and talk about it that yeah. I felt I could Aww. talk about it. Yeah, and so, but since I have, it's been great because people understand things now. Yeah. And I've actually had a few people say to me, oh, this makes so much sense. You did do that weird oh, stuff. Oh, and they felt bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put all this to the test. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> it's your new life. <laughs> I can't wait to not know any of this is happening. <laughs> all right. I love you. Bye. Bye.